0: The horizon is wide and the highway is calling. That means it's time for another episode of American Roads Trip Talk. I'm your host, Gary Mance, with a welcome and an invitation to travel the byways and back roads of yesteryear, searching for America in every incomparable mile. Welcome once again, ladies and gentlemen. Always good to have you with us on Trip Talk. It's also very good good to have with us, a returning guest, a man of the car culture, a man who excels in his knowledge and appreciation of all things automotive. Why, of course, you may have guessed already. I'm talking about a local for those of us who are tuned into AM 1150 Alternative Talk in Seattle podcast drawn out of that and circulates worldwide. But for the locals, they'll recognize the name Mark Green. Mark Green is the producer and host of the Cars Yeah! podcast. His is a a five-day-a-week show where he conducts interviews with the goal of inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark interviews successful entrepreneurs and other stars of car culture who have discovered how to work, play, and have fun with their passion for all things automotive. All Things Mark Green joining us today. Mark, we're so happy to have you.
1: Hey, Gary. Thanks for having me back. This is uh, great to be with you today and here in the pacific northwest where we have a beautiful sunny day i think this is the first time in 26 years the month of april has seen no rain this is a this is pretty unique for us isn't it
0: well yes it is i lived in the seattle area various places around puget sound for over 20 years and if you had an april without rain you started to wonder if there was a problem
1: <laughs> what is going yes, well, on there the pollen problem right now and uh the, the sad thing is, you know, with what's going on, we're all kind of in lockdown. We, it's hard to get out and enjoy this. We're supposed to be staying home. So uh, I've just been enjoying my road trips today on the golf course where I live. I just got back from a nice, long, hour-long walk with my wife on the uh, cart path. And so that's how I'm uh, enduring uh, lockdown isolation here during the, uh, this weird, bizarre world we're living in right now.
0: Well, you set this up perfectly, Mark, because my first question for you is, how do you stay at home? A man who is one of the ultimate automotive enthusiasts I've ever encountered. Yes, lockdown is happening. That's going to be lifted in some form or fashion before long and ultimately. And I'm curious to know, Mark, are you already planning all the wonderful places you would like to visit by car as soon as you have the chance?
1: Well, yes and no, because it seems like our our fearless leaders uh, can't seem to make up their mind sometimes whether this thing is winding down or winding up, and I can't imagine the stress on their shoulders. I would not want to be in that position at all. They're all doing the best that they can, so I, I've had to cancel many trips. Uh, many were by airline, but then I would pick up a car and, and travel to go see Concorde events because they've been falling a bit like dominoes here especially a lot of events that I had planned to see down in California so I'm just kind of on hold right now waiting to find out can I get in my car and go enjoy any of these things we don't really know yet so I'm just trying to be patient and for me doing the podcast that I do Uh, life is kind of the same. I've always worked from home. I interview people from all over the world. And by the way, I'd be remiss to tell you, Gary, since we last talked, I started a second podcast. That podcast is called Buy, Sell, Hold. It's a a once-a-week podcast I do with Keith Martin, who's the publisher of Sports Car Market Magazine. And we interview people who have careers and lives around the automotive investment world. So people that have car auctions, people that buy and sell investment-grade cars, and for their passion of sorts, car dealers and so forth, and some pretty heavy hitter collectors. One of the shows that will be coming up in June will be with a local person here, John Shirley, who used to be the president of Microsoft, and he has quite a collection of cars. He comes on board to talk about the car world, investing in cars. So uh, I'm finding plenty of ways to stay busy during this so-called lockdown.
0: As I might expect. So the next time I have you on the show, I'm going to have to refer to you as Mark Green Inc.
1: <laughs> well, LLC, I guess, is the legal side of me. But <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I just try to, I try to stay engaged. I was on a two-hour YouTube uh, video, live video chat last night with a gentleman named Lewis Lee and Terry Wilson, uh, Gary, and some other folks that I. hang out with here. And we did a two-hour show where people can log in on YouTube. They can ask questions. It was really fun. So I think a lot of people are just, they're being innovative. That's what we do here in the United States. We're very innovative. We find ways to get around the challenges that we have. So I'm staying busy, that's for sure.
0: Life works better when you are resourceful, that's for sure, Mark. In my own case, Uh, My partner, Suzanne, and myself, we think about the places we want to go. We had plans for summer. I don't know to what degree they're going to be derailed. We had some ideas for spring travel. That's not happening. And we just understand. It's just what we're faced with. You play the hand you're dealt in this life. And so when we look ahead, there are three categories of places that Suzanne and I would like to visit. The first, of course, the national parks. Now, they are closed, and we understand why, but I I feel like one of those people, for example, who wants to go to every sports arena, every Major League Baseball park. They want to go to the stadiums where every Super Bowl has been played, that sort of thing. For us, it's the national parks. We want to get back to Yellowstone. We stayed there about three days. It wasn't nearly enough, and really, you couldn't exhaust it if you stayed a week and you have other grand teton just below yellowstone i have never been with suzanne to yosemite last time i was at yosemite was in 1976 i understand the place has changed some since and then you have uh, around the country these wonderful national parks national treasures of ours so that's one category another is the historical location For example, if you go to Virginia, if you want to know about the presidents, if you want to know Revolutionary War history, and certainly if you want to know more about Civil War history, going where it happened, Virginia is a great place to go. And there's always the Jamestown Settlement, a live archaeological site there as well. So that's another great way to go but i also have made it a point and i'm expanding my bucket list here mark <laughs> i would okay. like to get i would love to get to many more car museums than i have been able to visit or when i went to places for example i go to reno now and then it may be several years apart but when i get to reno i always enjoy the reno tahoe beautiful country lots of fun to be had and i've never made it to bill harris car collection I thought they called it Harris Car Museum, but now I understand there in Reno, they call it the National Car Museum. And so, but it's Bill Harris' collection there principally. And so I look forward to that. If I ever go to LA again, and I hope to get there, I have many friends out there. I really feel a need, if I want to see it done first class all the way by reputation, I would love to get to the Peterson. Auto Museum, and I believe you have quite a bit you could share about that place.
1: Yes, absolutely. First and foremost, you mentioned the old Hera Collection, which is now the National Automobile Museum. That's run by director Jackie Frady, who I've had as a guest on my podcast. I've had over 50 directors and curators from museums around the world on the Cars Yeah! podcast. So Jackie was a guest a while back. And that was really fun. I just interviewed Terry Cargis and Michael Bodell. Uh, Terry's the executive director of the Peterson Museum, Michael is their marketing and operations director. And those shows will be going up very soon. You can find all this on the Carjow yeah! website. But I've had so many interesting people from museums around the world Brian Anderson from the Auburn Cord Duesenberg Museum, Brandon Stark from the new Brumos collection down in Florida. Uh, Mark Steigerwald from the California Automobile Museum, which I did a TV show there uh, last summer with uh, Carly Starr, who's their director. She's not their director. She's their curator there, which is a lovely museum. Uh, Bill Lyon from the Lyon Air Museum. Uh, I mean, the list goes on and on, and I'd be remiss. We have a local car museum here in the Pacific Northwest, the LeMay Museum, where I've had uh, Kristen Wells on the show And I've had past directors. Their new director was on the show not too long ago, Jennifer Mayer. She's part of the LeMay America's Car Museum and their trust there. So there's so many cool museums. And the other part of this is museums around the world. Uh, If you've never been to the Mercedes Museum in Stuttgart and go to the factory tour to see where the cars are built, that museum is one of the most magnificent museums I've ever been in. It's absolutely stunning from the way you enter. You go up this elevator with a glass door and you get to the top and the door opens and the first thing you see is a horse. And,
0: really? and
1: they take you through all the way down. You spin down the thing. The Porsche Museum in Stuttgart is incredible. You can go online and what have a virtual tour right now. So with lockdown, many of these museums have virtual tours. The Peterson Museum has a area in their museum called the vault which is down in the bottom level below grade and that's a very special extra tour you can take when you're there but they're now offering free vault tours online on their youtube page so you can go and you can enjoy that which is absolutely spectacular the museums around the world i are just incredible and just real quickly to name a couple others that i've had as guests in my show the murphy Autumn museum Uh, The National Automobile Museum in Italy, which is a very, very cool place. The Heritage Museums and Gardens. Of course, the Henry Ford Museum, incredible place. Hackett Auto Museum, American Hot Rod Foundation. Uh, There's the World of Speed just down south of here near uh, Portland, which is very cool. The Studebaker National Museum, BMW Foundation Museum. I mean, the list goes on and on around this great country and the world Of car museums. And I always tell people, if you're traveling anywhere, check out the neighborhood because there might just be a cool car museum where you're going that you didn't even know existed, especially in Europe. There's a lot of very small museums that are really spectacular, very personal visits. So there is a lot to see around this wonderful country in this world when it comes to car museums and not that's absolutely true and not far
0: away from you you live in gig harbor washington in tacoma the Lemay museum i wondered uh, this is just one i'm telling on myself here mark but i thought how could i have lived there all those years and not gotten to the Lemay museum america's car museum they're ambitious as so many of them are and by that designation i thought how did i miss that then i looked into it a little bit and i found out that that museum opened in june of 2012 Well, Suzanne and I moved to Sarasota, Florida in the summer of 2011, so that might partly explain it. And I thought, when I get back there, I absolutely would love to go to that museum. What are some highlight features? The people listening to us live now before it becomes a podcast are in and around the Puget Sound area. And once I know they're closed now because we're dealing with this pandemic, but there will come a time when they fling open their doors again and they will wait to be discovered. What are some of the highlights of what might be discovered there?
1: Well, I got involved with Harold LeMay back when I moved here. I moved here from Southern California 26 years ago, and I met Harold and his wife, Nancy, and they invited me to their home. And I am convinced that Harold being in the trash business never took any of that trash to a dump. He just took it all home because their house was full of every kind of collectible thing you could imagine, the largest Cabbage Patch doll collection ever, Thimble Collections. Uh, it just went on and on. But, of course, the grounds where he lived, and then there's a school that he bought, an old military school that's full of cars, that is another museum. It's the LeMay Family Museum, which is south of the LeMay America's Car Museum. So there's two museums down here in the Tacoma area, the area that you have to go visit. But when you get to the LeMay Museum, and I was there when they broke the ground. I was involved in a lot of that that whole process What's fascinating about the museum, you'll notice immediately the building is very unique looking. It's very different. You go into the main level, and one of the things I'll ask everybody here that goes to the museum and it reopens, tell me if the main floor is sloped or not. There's a very tricky optical illusion that happens when you go in there, and you'll know what I mean when you get in there. You'll think the floor is sloped, and it's not which is very fascinating. But they have revolving shows at the LeMay Museum, all different kinds of cars. They have all sorts of events. I've had my own cars on their lawn there for Concours events. They have summer events where you can go, and they have impromptu car shows or dedicated car shows. Last year I had my car there when the Great Race, which is a race that happens every year, ended at the LeMay Museum. All these people drove these old cars across the country, and that was the finish of the Great Race. And then they have the regular museum of the cars that were part of Harold LeMay's collection. That is a static display, basically, where it doesn't change a whole lot, but they're constantly changing their display. So you can go back four or five times a year and see different cars. It's really, really fun. But it's all the activities, all the things. And uh, Chrissy there, Chrissy Wells or Kristen Wells, she is working on a kind of a virtual idea right now of a – Cars and Coffee, Perhaps Car Show. I don't want to give up too much of her secrets here, but there's something coming, so I would encourage you to check in at the LeMay Museum website and you can see what's coming up. It's kind of like what the Peterson Museum is planning on doing. When I had Michael Bedell uh, on my show, he talked about a virtual Cars and Coffee that they're doing where you actually shoot a video of you with your car and then you send it in and they're going to put all of those up. They're going to have awards, they're going to pick winners, they're going to give away prizes. So they're finding interesting ways to still engage the car community, even though they can't open the doors of their museum. Imagine having a museum and nobody can go in. So they're working on things to get around all of this. But our local, you've got to get to the LeMay Museum. In fact, you should come down here and I'll meet you there and take you on a little tour. How does that sound? Well,
0: I'm going to say for the record, absolutely. Bless you for that. I would love to do that, Mark, especially in your classy company, because I get to meet you face to face. But also, you, you are a, a fountain of knowledge about car culture, the automotive world, and particularly the history of various automobiles. For example, you just said something in the flow of this narrative. You said something that surprised me. There's a Studebaker Museum.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, there it is. There are That's so amazing. Museums. I'm going to tell your listeners something you can do. If you go to my website, carsyeah.com, the upper menu bar, there's a word that says resources. So when you click on that, you can see all the different categories of the guests that I've had in the show. I just recorded my this morning my 1,550th show. So I've interviewed a lot of people in the last five and a half years. And under that Resources tab, I've categorized all my guests, and there's one that's titled Museums. And you can go there and see the list of people and their museums that I've interviewed. You can click on their show number. It'll take you to their show notes page. And once you're there, you can listen to the show, and at the bottom, you can click and link to their museum and see what their museum is all about. And many of these museums have virtual tours going on right now. They have special events, special – they're trying to engage their viewers, people like us that are stuck at home to go and see these things. I mean, even Don Garlitz, the drag racer back from when I was a kid, he has his own museum, which is pretty cool. So there are all sorts of interesting museums around this country and the world. And I've interviewed, like I say, just over about 50 people now, who have museums so there's a museum for just about every kind of car
0: that is very good news for people who are enthusiastic about cars and if they aren't you do your best to get them enthused that's for sure i look at these these museums on uh, online i will go and check them out and I figure oh this is one i want to see oh that's one i want to see and it occurs to me that there are some that are really the kinds of museums that want to put an entire culture in this case car culture on a big platform i take it that's what the peterson museum is like whereas there might be something humble as it sounds i think it would just be a hoot to go there and i think it's in pennsylvania mark there is a museum that's dedicated to buses
1: wow yeah well i'll have to find that one i haven't discovered that museum yet that's fascinating.
0: I would like to do that. I mean, public transportation, there's a a whole niche right there. And I guess that's what I'm getting at with this this, uh, twist in our conversation, the idea that you can go to the specific. I'm sure there's got to be a place where you can see more Corvettes, for example, than you would any place else, because the people that own the museum or built it had that in mind, and they know that there is a market for that. People are dazzled by the Corvette.
1: Absolutely. Well, there is the National Corvette Museum. You can go there. It's in I'll Kentucky. bet that's one. <laughs> Bowling Green, yeah, and they have pretty much every museum there. That's the museum, if people may have heard about this, where a sinkhole appeared in the center of the museum and sucked up a whole bunch of their cars. It was horrible. Oh, it my actually goodness. opened up, and thank goodness it was during the night when nobody was there. You can actually go to YouTube and go to National Corvette Museum, and you can watch time-lapse video of that Sky Dome sinkhole. They have this Sky Dome part of their museum open up, and suck a whole bunch of Corvettes down into the ground. It's absolutely incredible. They were able to save those cars, rebuild that portion of the museum. It's a really, really cute, cool museum. And of course, it's in Bowling Green, where the Corvettes are built. So you can go and pick up your new Corvette, go to the museum, and then get on the road and drive it back home. And with that new mid engine Corvette they've come out with now, that sounds like a fun road trip. Oh,
0: absolutely. Now you have got me on another track here. This is interesting to me, Marcus, somebody who enjoys road travel, but I try to plan as pragmatically as possible. With the car museums, you just mentioned the Corvette Museum in Bowling Green, Kentucky. Okay, uh, that would be worth the trip for sure. I'm curious to know if most of the major museums, the ones that really have that footprint in car culture, are located in major urban areas, or can you find some really good ones in the smaller towns along the highways and byways that take some time to get there, but it's worth
1: it? Well, I would assume most museums are going to be close to where there's a lot of people, because museums... It's a challenge to run a museum. It's very costly, uh, very expensive. You start to do the math on how many do- times somebody goes through that door and pays the ticket to get in and how they keep those buildings running. A lot of them are run by donations to organizations, uh, they're private organizations, uh, major companies that invest in them. So I would think that the smaller museums, as you say on the byways and highways, they're going to be, are those museums are going to be smaller that are away from the epicenters. Even when they opened LeMay, there was a big debate whether it should be up in Seattle, where the population numbers are, are larger. But Harold was from this area, and, of course, as our local uh, Tacoma area has tried, the downtown area has really improved since I moved here. I've been here 26 years. It's gotten to be beautiful. There's the Glass Museum there. There's the Modern Art Museum there. There's all sorts of wonderful things, restaurants and things. So the the whole city is transformed, and things like museums, Help that happen, but most of the big museums are in large civilized centers, civilized if they're civilized areas uh, where there's a lot of people, I should say, and there's a reason for that it's demographic. they need to have uh, access to just you think about Disneyland uh, is right in the you know the center there of millions and millions of people so that they could draw people in and usually car museums are destinations, but they need to have other things around them but uh you know Corvette people. They're kind of crazy about their Corvettes, so going to Bowling Green, uh, it's a, a magnificent event. Or you go to the Indianapolis 500 Raceway. There's a wonderful museum within the Indianapolis Racetrack there, so you could spend a whole summer traveling across this country, visiting magnificent car museums, and enjoying the road. That sounds like fun.
0: It's like an archipelago of museums, which are built, after all, to be seen. They put things in there they assume the public will want to see or a large swath of the public. So all of what you're talking about during this pandemic, the good public relations, the good marketing will pay off because they will open again. And they're waiting to be discovered in many cases by people who haven't had the chance to get there and they're itching to get back out on the road.
1: Oh, absolutely. You know, there's a great museum down in Balboa Park in San Diego where I grew up. There's a car museum down there. Right next door is an aerospace museum. So those are two wonderful things you can visit. There's a really neat little museum that is in Santa Cruz where Bruce Canepa, who's known for restoring and building some incredible vintage race cars, he has his own small museum which is well worth a visit. And if you're going down to Car Week in August, hopefully that's going to still happen this year. One of the things I always do is fly into San Jose, and I stop at Bruce Canapa's shop, visit his shop. He has an open open house that you can go in, walk amongst all the cars they're working on. If you love vintage sports cars, that place is magic land. It's candy land. It will blow you away. You can go to his website, Canapa Design, and you can see uh, many of the cars there. He has a small museum and a workshop where they do some amazing things. So there's just so much to see. It's overwhelming, but you got to just get on the road and do it, right? Have some fun.
0: That's right. There's no substitute. And if art is your thing, particularly if you want to participate in an evolving art space, let's put in a good word for the Cadillac Ranch. Now, there's one that's out of the way. You're not going to, if you drive to Dallas, you won't see it. If you drive to Houston, you won't see it. But in Texas, they have the Cadillac Ranch. And one of the ideas behind it is that people can go and shift the landscape. Because these are buried, it appears nose first in the ground, but the colors and the patterns of the colors change because people are invited to go and turn this into a personal art statement when you visit.
1: Yeah, I first visited that, my grandfather had a farm in northern Texas, uh, east of Amarillo, a small town called Pampa, and I was a young boy, and my dad had left after growing up on a farm and come to California, where I was born and raised. And we took a road trip on our Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser. We drove all the way from San Diego to Pampa, Texas. And my grandfather said, Mark, I know you like cars. We're going to go look at some Cadillacs. And I went, okay. And we pulled up to that gentleman's farm, his ranch, all this land. And you walk about 100 yards off the highway, and you see this row of these cars buried nose-first at an angle Almost everybody's probably seen them. Just Google Cadillac Ranch. And the time I was there, they were all painted kind of a baby blue. Now, there was some graffiti that people had started doing, but if you look at it now, they're multicolored. I mean, they've just become crazy colors. One kind of wonders, when are they going to finally kind of crumble and he's going to have to find some new Cadillacs to stick in the ground? But that's definitely an interesting—I'm not sure I'd call it a museum, more of a monument— American car culture from the 50s I think.
0: That's well said. Yes it absolutely is. You've given us so much to chew on, so much to look forward to Mark. I always delight when you come on to the show. You have so much to offer. That just means this is another invitation being extended. We'll roll out the red carpet and we'll talk All about right. another aspect of car culture because your expertise is justifiably renowned and we always love to have you on Trip Talk.
1: Well, thank you. It's really great to be here. Everybody stay safe, and uh, yeah, when the roads open up again, gas is cheap. Let's get out there and have some fun.
0: That's right. Use that cheap guess while we still have it. Thanks again, Mark Green. Always a pleasure. And thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for tuning in to American Road Trip Talk. Along with Thomas and Becky representative co-founders of American Road Magazine, we remind you to visit our website, AmericanRoadMagazine.com, to preview the current issue of American Road. Until next week, drive safely and dream well.